My name is Sarah Inglis, and I'm a certified integrative health coach. I help people thrive in their bodies and reclaim the health they've always wanted. Each week, I interview people who have a passion for health. You'll hear from health experts, farmers, herbalists, doctors, chefs, and many more. My hope is that they'll inspire us all to tune into our gut and notice how lifestyle and food impact us. In this episode of Nip It in the Gut, I'm excited to be speaking with Yinka Davies, MD, who is the founder and CEO of LiveCap, an innovative wellness company focused on harnessing the power of a balanced gut for peak performance. Through her partnership with Professor Claudio De Simone, a world-renowned expert in microflora, LiveCap has developed Strong, a clinically proven probiotic blend designed for athletes, weekend warriors, and everyday health enthusiasts. The formulation boasting 200 billion CFUs and eight carefully selected bacterial strains uniquely integrates essential amino acids, leucine and taurine for muscle building and repair. Dr. Davies' dedication to health and wellness manifests in LifeCap's mission to revolutionize wellness routines and champion the pivotal role of gut health in achieving overall well-being. Welcome, Dr. Davies. I'm so very, very grateful to have you on my podcast, Nip It in the Gut, because I am so interested in what you're an expert in. I wanted to start out by, because I know there's a lot of confusion among my clients and just the general public, I think, about what probiotics are. So could we start off the conversation just by having you as the professional define for our listeners, what is a probiotic? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And obviously, I'm excited to be here because this area I'm really passionate about. So probiotics by definition, and this is really important because it, it is by definition live organisms that when given an adequate amounts have a benefit to the host. And that is so key because when you're looking at a you want the product to be live, right? Mm. You want there to be enough of the product to have a true benefit in the person taking it. And that's really the true definition of a probiotic. Oh, okay. So I actually brought a prop here. So I'm wondering, <laughs> I bought this um, kefir and it <laughs> says, I'm thinking, is this a disclaimer? It says on the back, um, oh, how many? 12 live active probiotic cultures. But then in small print, it says at time of manufacture. So I'm wondering, does that mean maybe they're not alive now or? Well, that's the key. And you bring up such an important point is that who's to say what's on the shelf or what a consumer is going to get is live at the time that they're actually purchasing it, right? And that becomes really important to say, if you're going to purchase something and you are looking for that definition of a probiotic, meaning live organisms, enough of those organisms to make a difference in the host, you you have to make sure that what you are buying is actually live and enough of the organisms to do that. So 
Yes, there is a gun. The disclaimer is there to probably say at the time there were that many, but who's to say what is left at the time you purchase it and consume the product? Okay, well, we'll get into this in more detail a little bit later in the conversation, but I'm curious, what made you get interested in the gut microbiome to begin with? A couple incidences, I would say. So I trained at Stanford under Dr. Kenneth Cox, who's just a phenomenal mentor. And at the time of my training, I had a very sick child in the clinic at that time. And she had significant gas and abdominal distension and diarrhea. And of course, we sent off all the workup and the routine stool studies and extensive studies, and we couldn't figure out what was happening with her. And she she just wasn't getting better, losing weight. And there was a connection at Stanford that connected me to the state lab. So I had the opportunity to work with one of the microbiologists there, and we sent off her stool. And the state lab called back and said, she has wiped out a significant amount of her normal flora, meaning what had taken over at that time was a bacteria called Klebsiella oxytoca, which is a significant gas producer. So an eight-year-old, you can only imagine the distension and the gas and the discomfort that she was experiencing. So we tried everything on the market, probiotics, treating bacterial overgrowth, everything you can. That time I had questioned whether or not we should give her a fecal transplant. Of course, it wasn't well accepted at that time. And then I had found a probiotic in Italy, which was the Dissimony formulation. And the family was desperate. We had tried everything on the market. And we had now started introducing this. And mind you, I have the state lab looking at her stool, guiding me and saying, she's just not changing. There isn't any population happening. And at the time that I added the Dissimony formulation, it was the first time I get a call from the state lab to say, okay, I don't know what you're doing, but she's starting to populate. Like she has strep and yeast, and which is now regenerating her microbiome. And I have this eight-year-old child who's also getting better and correlating to this. And that was my first moment of really understanding the importance of a, of a true probiotic, meaning by definition, and also the importance of the microbiome. So that was the first introduction. And as I, you know, as I'm proceeding in training at, for my fellowship, Dr. C Kenneth Cox had discovered an oral antibiotic. Now, this is phenomenal. An oral antibiotic, he had a child that was sick, who had a rare disease called primary sclerosing cholangitis, which typically leads to transplant, right? Because it's a progressive disease. The bile ducts become sclerosed. The liver becomes damaged. And Dr. Cox had a child who had ulcerative colitis, but elevation of the liver enzymes. And at that time, he presented with diarrhea and fever, and he did stool studies, and there was C. diff. And this is oh, the wow. aha moment to many, like, many patients forward after this. And so he decided to use oral vancomycin. The reason why this is important is because oral vancomycin doesn't get absorbed in the body. It just changes the milieu of the, of the, it changes the flora and it treats the C. diff effectively. But typically oral vancomycin is second line. Most people use flagell first line. But for some reason, Dr. Cox used vancomycin. And you notice child got better, the liver enzymes got better, he did really well, and then the vancomycin stopped at day 14, right, 14 days after treatment. And within 
two weeks, his liver enzymes went back up, his diarrhea came back up, everything went back to the beginning. He rechecked his stool studies, and there was no C. diff. And so this is the aha moment. He put him back on vancomycin, and everything went back to normal. And so the reason I talk about this is because vancomycin is an oral antibiotic that doesn't get absorbed in the body. We study so it now. Can I just interrupt you for a second to make sure yes. I understand? So if it doesn't get absorbed into the body, does that mean it's not, it's not like other antibiotics getting rid of all, all the bacteria in your... Well, no, no it, it mean, that meaning mean? that its effect is really in the gut, meaning oh, okay. that you may not have systemic effects because it's okay. not being in the bloodstream. Oh, okay. And so oral vancomycin stays within the gut and changes the microbiome. And changes it and has an effect on the microbiome that the liver numbers went to normal. There was no more diarrhea, no blood in the stools, and, and the child was perfect and, and great. And the reason why this is important is because we have subsequently treated over 150 patients combined for primary sclerosing cholangitis with oral vancomycin, which is so powerful to say a disease that normally would have progressed to transplant you halt progression by changing and manipulating the microbiome. And yeah. now I think we all know, and, and many scientists, researchers, clinicians, understand how powerful, not just from that incidence, but many other studies, but how powerful the microbiome in, is in our overall wellness, right? I mean, right. now we hear the microbiome could be linked to obesity, Type two diabetes, type one diabetes. Is it released? Is it is it linked to ulcerative colitis and Crohn's in our overall wellness? Is it connected to sleep and everything else? And we're learning more and more about it. And I think it was when you asked me what really solidified me going into this, it was that eight year old child and the combination of my of that research project, which I still do. Those together really just solidified what I do now is really understanding how important that microbiome is in our overall state of health, right? Yeah, transform those children's lives. Oh, absolutely. A and many others subsequently. Like we have so many patients that are on oral vancomycin, haven't progressed to liver transplant, their liver enzymes are normal, and they're living a wonderful life. If we take them off of the vancomycin, disease progression comes back. And so what we study right now is really understanding what is what directly is the vancomycin doing if or indirectly so we can better understand the disease process. That was going to be the question I asked you. I'm so curious. What is going on with the vancomycin in the gut? Is it putting at bay or killing the bad, the C. Right. diff or the bad bacteria, but allowing other ones to proliferate or creating... Absolutely. Do you feel overwhelmed with the thought of transforming your health? If the idea of creating a balanced diet, managing stress, and forming new sleep patterns stresses you out, don't worry, I am here to help. As an experienced integrative health coach, I can help you develop signature health strategies that work for your lifestyles and goals. After working with me, my clients have lost weight, improved their sleep, and reverse lifestyle diseases. I'm offering three free strategy sessions before the end of the month. Click the link in the description of this podcast 
book yours today. Yeah, and that's that's right. what we're studying now to look at. But we know that we halt the progression of disease by mm -hmm. using an oral antibiotic that isn't absorbed in the body, stays within the gut, and mm -hmm. definitely has an effect on the microbiome and a, a beautiful effect on the patients clinically who are living their lives without transplant or or like debilitating disease. Yeah. That's amazing. What caused you then to found your probiotic company? I mean, before <laughs> you'll get into this, I'm sure, but but also it's a pro probiotic that helps um, athletes in particular. So that's interesting. Really yes. interesting. Yes. Uh, so as I mentioned, I used the Dissimony formulation in these in that one patient and subsequently have used it in, in multiple patients because of the effect in the um, in the microbiome in disease state, meaning ulcerative colitis, pouchitis, Crohn's. And so I had this relationship with Claudio Dissimoni, who's a well-renowned expert in microflora and, and a genius in himself. But I had met with him and he had he's the inventor of live cap formulation and had the studies on the effects on live cap within the gut. And particularly in athletes, it has an oxygen sparing property. And that's pretty powerful, not just in athletes, in many other disciplines, right? If you think about how critical oxygen is as a nutrient, right. you can only start to think about all the applications that there would be a benefit. For me particularly, I target athletes for a couple reasons. A, they know their bodies really well, and they're able to give me beautiful feedback. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Feel. I hadn't thought about right? it that way. Yeah, they know every and, inch yeah, of their they body. They know every detail. And yeah. it's so interesting because they're almost like we know the effects and we know the timelines. And honestly, when I when I give it to the to the athletes, I say they, they always ask me, "Okay, what am I going to feel and what what's going to happen to me? What's what's this going to do?" And I always say to them. That, I want you to tell me that. I, I want to hear from you. And it is like clockwork. You hear from them. Am I supposed to be sleeping better? Because I am. Mm -hmm. and, and that comes in. My energy's better. Of course, they all tell me they're regular. <laughs> they're going regularly now and their bowel movements are regular. But just their overall like feeling like less for those that struggle with anxiety have said to me, I have less anxiety is this real? Like, I can't believe this is happening. And over the years, it's been nice to just see that correlation coming in consistently. Mm. Now, we know the product works, right? We have the research to show it. We have the data. What's nice is the validation from these elite athletes to, to tell us exactly what we've seen from a research perspective. And then they're giving you consistently similar feedback, it sounds like. Very sure. similar feedback. Very similar feedback on their energy level, how they're feeling. It is difficult to peel an athlete off product once they're on it. Um, and that's, you know, so you have long-term relationships with them. I mean, they once they're on it, they're on it because they notice the difference. So it's been, it's been great actually working with that niche group. But because the... The formulation of LiveCap that Claudio DeSimone invented, it does have other, because of the oxygen a sparing effect that it has in the gut, which has never been shown, you mm -hmm. can only imagine the applications. Uh, as we, we talk about the gut 
When we talk, I speak about athletes and performance and increasing oxygenation, decreasing lactic acid clearance, increasing just overall energy and wellness. You can only imagine if you have the properties from the gut and the properties from live calf of it being oxygen sparing, that formulation can have applications in in hypoxia status, right? Meaning that if somebody is at high altitude training, if somebody had COPD, if somebody was in the NICU, if somebody was traveling high altitude for many hours, which many of our athletes do when they're traveling back and forth, so they will take the formulation prior to flight so that they feel so much better when they land and train so much better. You know, this whole jet lag feeling, some of it is because of the oxygen difference, right, when you're at high altitude. And so that... There are many, many applications, but I focus on athletes. So it could possibly help people with asthma? Absolutely, because of the oxygen. So this product came out during COVID. And Claudio is in Rome, and the, the university had reached out to Claudio. And, you know, obviously Italy was in trouble, like everybody else, with COVID. And had said, look, we're in trouble and we need help. And... Claudio had done a pilot study with them on their patients, and no, not one patient escalated care that was put on it. That is, that's published and powerful to say Whoa, if you can now, so it's unbelievable. If you can manipulate oxygen within the gut, so it stabilizes a protein and it, it within the gut, and if you can influence oxygen consumption then you can influence oxygen consumption in COPD, COVID, NICU. Well, think about all the applications that we have for hypoxia, right? That you could apply this in so many other applications. Of course, athletes that are training hard and working hard or traveling or training at high altitude, this also becomes a, a significant benefit for them. That's impressive. That's, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask now based on what you just said. But so from all this this research and experience that you have, in your professional opinion, who who can benefit from taking a probiotic? <laughs> I I say to everybody, if you hung out with me one day in clinic, you would wonder what's happening out there. And granted, I understand I, I, I manage and take care of a, a, a certain population, right? And it's definitely a skewed population. But everyone benefits from a healthy microbiome. Right. And if you look at the rise, I mean, think back to 20 plus years ago. Nobody, we weren't drinking nut milks, right? We didn't have this rise of intolerances that we do have now. There wasn't gluten-free on the market for the general masses, right? Now, Mm -hmm. how many people do we know that can't tolerate gluten, but they're not a celiac patient, but they clinically do so much better on a gluten-free diet? Mm -hmm. And so we've got to wonder what is changing and what's happening that we're seeing this rise of allergies, rise of intolerances, rise of autoimmune diseases, rises of diseases that we didn't even study in our books, right? That mm-hmm. you see people with alopecia and, and all these other like cl- autoimmune issues that come up and rashes. 
that I think everybody should. Because what we want to do is we've got to shift the paradigm from treating disease, right, which we do well, to keeping you well. And that's really what we need to be doing better at. And, you know, you come out of medical school and you come out of training, and yes, we know how to treat disease, but we've got to get better, and we are getting better, but we've got to get better at keeping you well, keeping you out of our offices and procedures. And so therefore, I think everyone should. I mean, I live that. My boys were born via C-section, right? So C-section, I have twin boys that are now 16. But when you're born C-section, you're born sterile, right? Because you're not coming through the vaginal tract. Right, right. You don't get inoculated from the vaginal flora. Mm -hmm. And therefore, C-section babies mimic the isolate or the NICU or the nursery. And so there they are trying to generate and develop their microbiome, but they never came through the vaginal tract, right? So they're Mm -hmm. very high risk for autoimmune issues. So yes, of course, my kids, day of life one, first dose of of probiotics. So if I live it every day, I believe that everyone should be on it because we've got, we have to live in in the mo in 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 this more prevention mode and really trying to stay well, I think that's mm-hmm. important. And I think too, even if you combine that with, there's no way to avoid being exposed totally to toxins, right? No, so, no, no. So and that was my point: is that when you have, if there was a, a, a rise of C-sections, antibiotic use. We're more, we're so sterile, right? Everybody has Purell and everything on their bags. So we've shifted a little bit of that natural inoculation. You know, in the grocery store, you have sprays that clean your vegetables, in your fruit, no longer wiping them on your shirt and taking a bite of it. And so we've become very sterile. And we, with the rise of antibiotics and everything else and our food processing, that combination has created this rise of unwellness, intolerances. No doubt there's this true correlation mm-hmm. of antibiotic use, C-sections, we're really clean, and we don't eat like we used to, and our foods are different. And therefore, yeah. that's taken a hit on our microbiome, and no doubt has contributed to the rise of unwellness. And even if you just think of the pandemic, you know, the Purell that... No, it's okay. You don't need to. I mean, obviously in certain situations, you do want to be washing and cleaning your hands. I agree. I agree. The, the pandemic, no doubt, has, has heightened our sensitivity to Exactly. I'm curious. So do you think or do you know in the research that's going on right now or in your experience? So we know that everybody has a unique, right? microbiome from that twin study that was done in the UK. Yes. And I'm wondering if there's, you could say, oh, somebody with, who's older, who's peaked already, not like the athletes that you're dealing with right Mm -hmm. now, who's already peaked their functional performance, physical performance. If they need it generally, I wonder if they need generally a different kind or different strains of probiotics or do you find this information helpful is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear 
Yeah, I mean, I think although there are many companies that claim they target, you know, women or for yeah, men, what's that all? Yeah. It, I, I, there aren't any studies that have really, we're, we're not at that point. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a population other than athletes, meaning, okay, someone right. that's past, you know, past that stage, we know that cognitive ability is and, and dementia is linked to the gut, right? And so right. Right. we're now seeing studies on Parkinson's and the microbiome, and we're starting to see studies on dementia and the microbiome. And so definitely we go back to, again, who is benefiting from this and who, or who should benefit from this? And that is everyone. But when and, – and companies know this, right? So they will target – you and say, or me and say, you're a woman, and this is the formulation we constructed for women. But our microbiome doesn't really work that way. And that's a bit of a hoax because the general masses don't really understand probiotics. They think, oh, okay, I I picked up, I hear it all the time in clinic. I picked up a probiotic from the store. Oh, yes. I and, And they'll either guide to the refrigerated section or get one where they say there were so many strains. And so I think people need to look at true data, true research, and enough to make a difference in that host, not to target you because you're a woman or target you because that's what you're, 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 you're focusing on, but really to generate that microbiome, right? And although you're correct, everybody has their own footprint, it is what you're trying to do is introduce good and enough of amount of bacteria to give a good balance, right? Because right. at the end of the day, once there's homeostasis and a good microbiome, that puts you in a really good position just for overall health and defense. It makes me think, do you foresee the day where you go for your annual checkup with your GP and the, the taking just like the blood test that they take a stool sample? So that they can they can look at least in that moment in time because it is always changing, right? How healthy you are. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that is where we're going. And there's more and more studies coming out showing just the benefit. I mean, immunotherapy is now looking at the microbiome and targeting treatment plans. And so I I you know, I definitely think it will be integrated at some point. I don't mm-hmm. think we're there. No. I mean, for instance, I tell you about the PSC patients, right? Mm-hmm. If it was that easy to look at your microbiome and figure out what you were missing, we could easily take the stool before and after treatment and say, oh, there it is. That's the bacteria. But it isn't that easy, right? I mean, right. there's trillions of bacteria dealing with right. And so when people always say to me, Oh, I'm missing this, or this is the back. This is what I need to take because I am this person, or you know, this is who I am. I always have to, you know, take a little pause because it just doesn't work that way. But it would be beautiful, I think, if one day we're able to look at it in a different light. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, you reminded me. That's a good point. Trillions. Yeah. <laughs> So the um, the athletes that so you you're partnered with two groups right with the uh, Brooks uh, the running or track Brooks Beast Track Club right yes yes yeah how long how long have you been 
collaborating with them to see what the effects are and yeah, I mean, Brooks was interesting because they have a phenomenal nutritionists on their team who really, I was impressed, just un- understands the science behind many products and really vetted us and looked at the research and the data and really thought this would be beneficial for the athletes. And so we tested product on a few athletes and it just had a trickling effect. And now the team is on product, which is, it's nice to work with these athletes. And then doing some further studies with the Human Performance Alliance Center, which is affiliated with both Stanford and UCSD. So that's also, when, and really more hypoxia studies with them. And what does that mean? Meaning looking, looking at athletes at high altitude, and after oh, okay. having product, how does that change? Because I think what What sets us apart and what will continue to set us apart from, I think, the masses out there of of probiotics is that we have so much data to support what we say. And what's really important for me, because I, I take care of so many patients and children with illnesses, and these families... Will do. They'll 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 run the earth for their kids, obviously. Right. And so when they're looking for products to supplement on their kids who are sick, it becomes really important that what's out there has true credibility. Mm-hmm. Because from from my perspective, yes, there's a huge. Now that I'm in this field, I see the amount of supplements and I see the claims that are made, and I and I always think, really, how does that work? And so. And, and that, I think, is a, is a whole nother beast that needs to be addressed on its own. But when we're talking about gut health and people that truly rely on us to show the true data and the true efficacy, it, it's a bit personal because I've known these families and some of these kids for such a long time that I don't like to see them getting the wool pulled over their eyes and trying to make an effort to buy something to benefit their kid that doesn't have any any data or doesn't have any legitimacy behind it. Mm-hmm. And we see this with so, so many, not just probiotic, you know, not just supplements, but uh, so mm-hmm. many probiotics on the market. And therefore, I think it's important for us to set ourselves apart from that, to say, okay, this is true data, true science, true efficacy, but it takes a lot of education because the word probiotic is really easy, right? I mean, everyone's like, oh, I just grabbed a probiotic. It's in my lotion. It's in my hair. It's in, it's in everything. And I think we're moving further away from the definition of what it's supposed to be. And therefore, we have we have a little bit of a job ahead of us to make sure that we educate people on what probiotics are, what they're supposed to do, and obviously why we're different. Yeah, I think people really do get them confused, and then they get them confused with the word prebiotics. Absolutely. I'm wondering, though, do you think that the athletes, whether they're dancers, don't you also, you? I, I noticed on your website that you show ballerinas and, and also young people, not just professional athletes, right? Who, Absolutely. Yeah. Who use it as well as like weightlifters and a real array of, so even somebody who's not a professional athlete, like I'm thinking of a friend of mine who I saw this morning and 
He's 70, I don't know, 72, 73, something around there. And he still is a runner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe <laughs> I should send him your way. Because <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we have, because of the oxygen sparing ability of this probiotic, it becomes really important for athletes. But at the end of the day, we're still a probiotic, right? And right. our live cap strong has 200 billion bacteria. And so, therefore, when you have that many strains, it becomes really important, that, that many CFUs, sorry, it becomes really important to also know the benefits of just you and I taking this, right? Like, I wouldn't consider mm-hmm. myself an athlete, but I take it every day. And I mean, so, that was going to be my next question. So, you I take, take it every oh, okay. day, right? And although my kids are athletes, yes, they take it, I think, for more of the benefit of the oxygen and the lactic acid clearance, all that we've shown in clinical studies and documented that. But I love my kids on it because of the the effects of their getting 200 billion CFUs into the microbiome and really populating and protecting them, right? So there's less illness, knock on wood, they're they're healthy, they're feeling good. And and I think that's that's the message of saying Yes, we know that this is the effect in the upper gut, is the oxygen sparing, but everyone should be taking it. And also, especially, you know, um, they probably repair, right? They recover more quickly from injury or... Just less illnesses, right? So when you have really good... So 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Right. And when you're thinking about immunity and protection... You want to make sure that house is well stacked and and protected, right? And that becomes important. Absolutely. And everybody's, I mean, that's important for all of us, especially now with these, you know, new strains. Everybody, I think, is much more aware of these new strains of viruses that keep popping up. And that's the new normal. Yeah. It's probably always been like that, but just now people. Now we're a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, now we're a little bit more aware of it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I do think it's, a, you know, we're coming out of obviously this pandemic and people understand a little bit more about the microbiome and immunity. Why did you get sick and you picked up COVID? We were both at the same party. And and I think that all depends not just on the microbiome, of course, but the microbiome plays a role in that. Yeah. And it, that's good news. I mean, years ago, I was afraid in doing workshops or even talking to clients to even mention the word gut in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? But now it's, that's, that's the good news, I think, that mm-hmm. wor- the work that you're doing and people are, are aware of it. And a lot of people are aware of the gut. They definitely are. And I think, you know, good and bad, good for us that we have this opportunity to educate, I think, the advantage that you see or the disadvantage you see that other companies do is is really trying to come in in an area that really is needed and bring products that don't have true efficacy with you know just snazzy marketing right and mm-hmm. and so I think it's it still becomes important on the educational piece of people really understanding the differences and the importance yeah and that that is because probiotics are are considered supplements right so absolutely. Yeah. And and not regulated, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know, you can make one and call it Sarah's probiotic and, you know, they can pick it up. And as long as you don't make any health claims, right. then it's good. And so you've seen 
really, really like just snazzy marketing that makes you think, wow, they must have a ton of studies. And when you really look into it, there's not one. And that becomes, or they've done, what, what happens quite a bit is you'll have a company or a product that that one strain was studied like in anything, like let's say cats or let's say anything. Mm-hmm. And then they pull it together with other strains and then they call it clinically studied. And so that's where people, I think at least I've seen with my patients, are like, well, I picked this one up and it said it was clinically studied. And when you look down the line into the fine print, there was one strain that was clinically studied in a completely unrelated <laughs> manner. And they put it all together to say that these are clinically studied. And one important thing on how probiotics work is that you have to have not only the right amounts, the right strains, but those strains have to behave a certain way together. There's got to be the symbiotic relationship that those strains come together and make a difference clinically in the person taking it. So I say this all the time. It's not magic. You can't just throw these strains together and hope that something happens. Please, if you're going to put these strains together, show me your cl- the clinical efficacy that you've actually put all these strains together and clinically studied those strains together. Not that you bought one strain that was in an unrelated study, and now you're calling your whole package clinically studied probiotic. And that's what happens a significant amount of time. So when we come on the market and we say we're clinically studied, we're clinically studied with all of our strains all together, we've shown true efficacy of those strains that really what we say happens, happens with those strains at those doses. And that's been published. That's very, very interesting. Does that mean now, I mean, my understanding is certain strains that get together and they create these short chain fatty acids, right? And they work mm-hmm. as a team. Which I find fascinating. Isn't that unbelievable? Really unbelievable. Unbelievable. And and he thinks that's that is the big disconnect that people don't understand, meaning that the general masses don't understand that if you're just buying a probiotic and they've said it's clinically studied, it's probably one strain in their strains that have that are in that. But it is so fascinating to me that these, the mechanism of bringing these strains together have an immunological change, right? There's a benefit that what happens, I mean, that is, that's the science that I think still blows my mind. And that's, and that's what obviously sets us apart because there there aren't many products in the market that you can really show that combination. And that's, I mean, that's the power of working with someone like Claudio. It's unbelievable. And I love this area because when you think about that, it's fascinating. But we're in an area where we really have to help people understand how this all works and the breakdown of probiotics and and the effects of them. It's so wonderful to hear it coming from you. No, expert. <laughs> no, seriously, it's it's wonderful. So if if you had to go back twenty years, what health advice would you give to your younger self? Oh boy, I love that. It would definitely be, I think, 
living the road. I, I do it now, but I wish I'd done it 20 years ago of really trying to live the life of prevention, right? Putting in my body what's good, eating what I know is going to benefit me on a consistent basis. I think, right. you know, when I, <laughs> 20 years ago, you know, prior to training even, I would say, I didn't understand the effects, even after pediatrics, right? Because I did my pediatric residency and then fellowship. I never understood the impact of like nutrition on your gut, nutrition on your health. And so if I had to do anything different, it would be living a life of prevention as much as you can earlier. Yeah. And it is, right? It is. I mean, my parents used to tell me like, oh, don't, I don't know, don't. If I was injured, just take it easy. Let your body repair. No, I'm going out again. Well, you'll regret it 20 years from now or 30 years from now. But it is so true, right? That, yes. that well, you're lucky your twins have a great role yes. model in you. Yes. <laughs> no, and it's been great because they've really lived that life. And, you know, obviously when they were younger, they didn't understand why they had to drink that juice. But now I find my kids making juice or making their own smoothies and and living that life and really uh-huh. and, and so you definitely realize how much of an impact it's had and you know you hope it sticks and they continue but i i wish i had done it much earlier i think i think we we understand now the impact of living well it's important yeah it's so important. it is important and yeah. i think i definitely grew up at a time where all of a sudden, these strange things became accessible via convenience, <laughs> especially my mother, convenience foods. I, I had a doctor tell me that if sugar, refined sugar, were manufactured for the first time today, it would be considered a controlled substance. It's, I, I believe that. I see yeah, that. Right? Well, the impact, right? I mean, if you The impact of it, yeah. Sugar and disease state and how much things have changed, it's, it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it, we've we've slowly just you know become more chronic and more and sicker. And if you looked at before and now, there's a significant difference and a huge impact in disease state and health. And therefore, mm-hmm. convenience was one of those factors that really changed. Yes, it. yeah, an unexpected consequence. I'm sure yes. some people expected it, but yeah, yeah. Well, how would people if People are interested in learning more or obtaining your probiotic. Where should they go? Yeah, it's available on the website. So it's livecap, L-Y-V-E-C-A-P.com. And questions, if they have questions, reach out. There's a inquiry on the website if there's any questions. And we're always happy to accept them. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure having Absolutely. this conversation. Absolutely. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed chatting with you. For over 25 years, I was a teacher, and one of my greatest joys in life is seeing people light up when they have an aha moment. It is pure magic. I've now combined teaching with my knowledge of health into live workshops. I teach throughout the country about gut health and how to transform your health. If you'd like to know when I'll be in your city, subscribe to my newsletter in the description of this podcast.